This is uh, the social program on Radio Islam International, and this morning we are joined on the line by Molana Ibrahim Abam. Molana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and assalamu alaikum to all the listeners of Radio Islam. Jazakumullah khair and ma'am for joining us on uh, the program this morning. How is ma'am doing? Alhamdulillah, Allah has been kind. We make dua that Allah Ta'ala continues His kindness and His uh, upon us. Well, the topic that uh, we're discussing uh, this morning, the importance of zakah uh, and salient aspects uh, of, of zakah. Yes, Moana. Uh, the reason for doing so is that normally people give zakat in, in, in uh, Ramadan. Now, um, it is not compulsory to give zakat in Ramadan. Uh, zakat can be given and said should be given any time when Zakat becomes compulsory. Zakat becomes compulsory when we reach the threshold which is known as Nisab. Nisab means the minimum amount of wealth that you are supposed to have uh, and one year uh, must pass upon that wealth and that wealth must not decrease less than the threshold during the course of the year. And until uh, that does not decrease during the course of the year, then exactly the first time when you get the threshold, when you get that amount of wealth upon which zakat becomes compulsory, then the next year, that same day, you have to give your zakat by that day. So it can be in Muharram, it can be in Safar, Rabiul Awal, any time. Uh, people can coincide it with Ramadan by making the necessary adjustments. So if, for example, it becomes compulsory in Muharram, and if you are going to give it in uh, Ramadan, then you make the necessary adjustments of the percentage according to the months, uh, which, which you can work out. But uh, in giving in, in, in Ramadan, there is added blessings in the sense that uh, Nabi Karim Sallallahu had said, whoever uh, fulfills a first act in Ramadan, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala multiplies it 70 times. Uh, and whoever does... Uh, a nafil act in, Ram- uh, in Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala gives him the reward of Faraz act. So um, it, it's uh, uh, beneficial to give in Ramadan without it being compulsory. Yeah, it is a time where people are working out uh, their zakah and people would like to pay their zakah during uh, the month of uh, Ramadan and at times even during the month of, of Shaban so that they can help and assist those during uh, the month of Ramadan. Now, of course, more, uh, the, the zakah, this is, of course, one of the, the, the important pillars of Islam as well. Yes, it's one of the most important uh, pillars of Islam. It is part of the five pillars, Aqimu Salat, Wa'atu Zakah, uh, establish zakat, establish salat and give zakat is constantly mentioned in the Holy Quran. Um, some ulama have said it's almost up to 72 times Allah makes mention of it. You know, so uh, this is important. Nabi Karim Sallallahu had said that um, uh, the completion of your Islam is in giving zakat. You know, Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has warned us with regard to not giving zakat. But before I go into that term, uh, one one of the meanings, in fact, the zakat comes from the root word meaning purification. Now, the ulama said, why does Allah Ta'ala give the name of zakat, which means purification, to this act of uh, ibadah? What, why, why is it known as zakat, the purification? 
Amongst other reasons, Ulama has given two. I'll just concentrate on these two. One is that zakat purifies you from the negative aspects of wealth. So Allah has kept good and bad in wealth. So Allah Ta'ala in the Quran says, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, give us good in this world, give us good in the year after. Allah Ta'ala refers to zakat as khair, goodness. Right? So um, they are, these are the positives, but they are the negatives. Nabi Karim said, Ma zi'bani ja'i'ani, two hungry wolves let loose on a flock of sheep will not cause so much harm to the sheep the way love for dunya and love for fame does to a person's religion. Subhanallah, you know, sometimes we make mention of the love for wealth. We don't make mention of the love for fame that uh, destroys one's spirituality and causes harm to one's deen. So this is one of the aspects with regard to the negative. Constantly in the Quran, Allah Ta'ala tells us that um, uh, dunya is amusement and play. Nabi Karim said, If this material world was equivalent to the wing of a mosquito, Allah Ta'ala would not have given a disbeliever a glass of water to drink. Nabi Karim said, Allah Ta'ala gives dunya to whom he loves and whom he doesn't love. But he only gives deen to those whom he loves. So this dunya is not anything valuable in the spiritual realm. It becomes valuable if we utilize it correctly by becoming close to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this particular regard, what we need to do is, uh, the, how do we save ourselves from the negative? There is this positive, how do we save ourselves from the negative? Uh, so by giving zakat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the negative aspects of material wealth. So that is why it's known as a purification. The second reason is even more interesting. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has indicated that when you give zakat, Allah ta'ala purifies the remainder of your zakat for you to utilize. That means if you don't give zakat, your entire wealth becomes tainted. So therefore it comes in a hadith, in Allah, لَمْ يَفْرِذِ زَكَاتِ إِلَّا لِيُتَيِّبَ مَا بِقِمْ Allah has not made zakat compulsory except uh, but to purify the remainder of your wealth. Right? And then in one hadith in Tabarani, Nabi Karim said, مَنْ كَسَبَ تَيِّبًا خَدْمَتَهُ مَنْ أُزَّكَاتِ Whoever earns a halal risk, then uh, the failure to give zakat on it, uh, you know, مَنْ كَسَبَتَهُ مَنْ أُزَّكَاتِ It taints it. And it makes it impure. Ya Allah, what a great warning. You earn halal risk, you don't give zakat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it becomes impure. Can you imagine? So these are the two reasons why zakat is known as a purifier, a purification. One is it purifies us from the negative aspects of wealth. The second thing, it purifies the remainder of our wealth to utilize. Uh, Sahaba came to Nabi Karim Sallallahu when the ayat was revealed. وَالَّذِينَ يَكْنِزُونَ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِدَّةِ وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Those who hoard gold and silver wealth and they don't spell. Then give them a tithing of a punishment. يَوْمَ يُحْمَ عَلَيْهَا فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمِ That wealth that they used to accumulate, Allah will 
heat it and make it hot in the fire of Jahannam. فَتُقْوَى بِهَا جِبَاؤُمْ وَزُهُورُهُمْ Allah will make it hot in the fire of Jahannam and Allah will brand their foreheads, their chest right? and their faces. And Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, this is so difficult. It means the moment we accumulate wealth, then that wealth will become a means of our punishment on the day of Qiyamah. The Nabi Akareem Sallallahu indicated to them, it will not become a means of punishment if you give zakat. But if you don't give zakat, it will become a means of punishment. Right? So in one hadith, Nabi Akareem Sallallahu said, that it will assume the form of a poisonous and a venomous uh, snake and it will surround you, the wealth, and it will say, I'm your wealth, I'm your wealth. But that will happen for those who don't give zakat. So, you know, this is the warnings with regard to not giving zakat. And it is something that, uh, by and large, Moana, we don't pay much attention to it. And it is so, so sad, you know, with regard to this. Um, and one of the things now, because of it, the importance, one of the importance of zakat, Nabi Karim Sallallahu zakat. protect your wealth by giving zakat. Many times our wealth get destroyed and we think, why did you get destroyed? Well, you don't give zakat on it. In Fazail al-Sadaqat, the Sheikh Matulali has written a hadith. Ma talafa mal fi birriu wala bahrin. Wealth does not get destroyed in the ocean or in the land illa bihabsi zakat except by people withholding the zakat so your wealth gets destroyed in the land and in the ocean sometimes you wonder that the, the, the container came and the container got lost or the container got destroyed well perhaps we didn't give zakat upon it and Nabi Karim Salaam said wealth becomes destroyed by not giving um, zakat upon it now, you know, these are such important factors with regard to zakat that it is absolutely essential. It is for us for people to count and make hisab of their wealth and give zakat. Perhaps even go a little bit extra. Right? And perhaps, as a Sheikh Matulali, again in Fazail al-Sadaqat, has given two or three reasons why you can give zakat even before, before it becomes compulsory, give it. For the internal. What you can do is just say zakat becomes compulsory next year in Ramadan. You, you're using zakat Ramadan. During the course of the year, you find a worthy cause. You say, uh, I'm giving the zakat for my, for my wealth that is going to become compulsory upon me next year Ramadan. And then in Ramadan, you count. So just say, for example, in Ramadan, your zakat that you have to give out is 50,000 rand or 20,000 rand. And then in the year, you have given 10,000 or 20,000. Then you still have to give only 30,000. But by giving early, as Sheikh Matulali writes, it shows your enthusiasm to comply with the commands of Allah. So what we are saying is that show enthusiasm to give it. Find out the masail upon which, which wealth of mine zakat is compulsory. Zakat is not compulsory upon... Uh, you know, uh, building that you have, unless it is for the sake of resale. Any any merchandise which is there to resell, in which there is growth, then that uh, wealth upon that is zakat. Now, one one factor I'm going to make mention because many of the listeners who are listening is is a woman. 
that Nabi Karim Sallallahu has also said gold and silver there is zakat upon him. A Sahabiya came to Nabi Karim Sallallahu and has two daughters had two heavy bangles of gold. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, did you pay zakat on it? And they said, no. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, do you want it to be put in the fire of Jahannam and for you to be burnt with it? No, Ya Rasulullah. We don't want, who wants it? Nabi Sallallahu said, go and give zakat of that. Bengal. Now, many of our women have the, the jewelry, they don't give zakat. Ya Allah. I mean, you got jewelry, the moment you got jewelry, you got to give zakat. And normally the jewelry is with you for more than a year. Right? So it is with you from the time you got married. You know, so now, or you buy another particular gold, uh, you know, set or something like that. So it's important for you to give zakat of your jewelry. And if that particular jewelry has been given to you by your husband, it's yours. If it is yours, then you have to give zakat. Right? Now, it's a different matter that if the husband becomes kind and he says that now I am looking after every aspect of my wife, I'm looking after her, her needs, I'm giving her the, you know, the, the, I'm, I'm looking after the expenses of the house, the expenses of the groceries, let me also take care of that. But if he doesn't, for some ever, whatever reason, then you have to give zakat. You have to find the money. Otherwise, you have to liquidate the jewelry and give it. But if you give, you have to give. Unless, of course, your liabilities are more than your assets. But at the end of the day, uh, if, if, you, if that is not the case, then you have to give zakat on your jewelry. And many a times people are negligent with regard to this. Yeah, it's so important that that Ma explains that as well. Uh, the zakat uh, on jewelry, on gold, uh, that we have to pay. To, and Ma, if a person, of course, has uh, the amount of nisab and during the year they were gifted or they buy a jewelry item. It's not necessary for that item to remain for an entire year, isn't it? That yes, uh, that's another important thing. That uh, it's almost impossible for you to count one year on every thing that comes into your possession. So ulama have made the threshold. The threshold is that if when I'm counting my zakat, just say for example, first of Ramadan you count your zakat. So if on the first of Ramadan you're counting your zakat, whatever comes into your possession even a day before. So on that particular day, you count whatever you have. So if you buy a jewelry set for your, uh, or a jewelry come into your possession two days before Ramadan, then if you're counting your zakat on the first of Ramadan, then you have to give it, uh, even if it's two, three days, or you have, get a big uh, sum of money that comes in, then according to that, you have to, to give it. So it's important that uh, we always keep these things in mind. Ma, in terms of interaction, uh, the role is left here from the listeners. Uh, is there any specific uh, type uh, of interaction? Any, I'm, I'm not a mufti, but I mean, see if there's anything that is easy to stuff, I will try and uh, to stuff. And even uh, what, what are some of the issues with regard to, 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 to uh, zakat that uh, people would like to bring to the fore? Maybe they've picked up some good qualities of people, how they give their zakat, uh, they have noticed certain things then they can bring it up uh, to the attention of, um, to, uh, to the other listeners. By giving it, it becomes easier for us to, to, to uh, other people can benefit. Mm. Okay, so if you do have any questions or if you have anything related to this topic, you can drop us a message on that number 072-786-1548 or you can give us a call on 011-854-1548. Mike, can continue. 
Jason, now one important, I mean, there's one very beautiful hadith, again, in Fazal al-Sariqat, as Sheikh Mutalali has made mention, that today we always, you know, see the inequality between rich and poor. So uh, a hadith has been quoted by the Sheikh al-Hadith, in which he has made mention that Allah has made that amount of zakat compulsory upon the rich of this ummah, that if they give it correctly, then it will suffice for the poor. You know, it's a very amazing hadith. And it tells us that if there is poverty in the Muslim ummah, now poverty is relative, you know, what is poverty? Sometimes a person might have sufficient for his needs, but he doesn't have the extravagance other people have, he doesn't have the luxuries other people have, and he feels he's poor. But that might not necessarily fall into the definition of poor, which Allah in the Holy Quran has said, in the that zakat is for the fuqara and the masakin, uh, the poor, the needy, and the destitute. But what is important is, if everyone gives their zakat, no one will die of starvation. No Muslim will die of starvation. Uh, Allah has made that portion of zakat compulsory upon the wealthy, that if given correctly, no one will die of starvation. Now, if there is extreme need and destitute uh, in the Muslim Ummah, it's because the wealthy people are not fulfilling these zakat. So this is important, although I must uh, emphasize, and maybe we'll talk about it, uh, you know, with regard to it after the disturbance, that zakat is a minimum that you're supposed to give. You can't, uh, you know, leave it only at zakat and, and get happy with it, because zakat is a minimum you are supposed to give. You can't go below that, but you are supposed to go and you are encouraged and emphasize that you must go beyond that also. It's just gone 9.30. This is uh, the social program on Radio Islam International. Uh, this week, Malana Ibrahim Bam speaking on zakah, the importance of zakah and the salient aspects uh, of zakah. We're going to head straight into our half-hourly news bulletin. Uh, Brother Kilmia standing by uh, with that half-hourly headlines. After that, we will continue. You can uh, send through your interactions on the number 072-786-1548. This is uh, the social program on Radio Islam International, and uh, this morning we're speaking about the importance of zakah and salient aspects of uh, zakah, um, the importance of it, um, uh, the benefits of uh, zakah, and of course, um, paying your zakah on time. This is a duty, and it's a pillar of Islam as well. Uh, Malana, there is a number of, of questions that have come through. We'll try and just get through some of them, um, just uh, uh, as we are discussing uh, zakah. The, the first one, Yamwa, it says that my teenage daughters uh, are balik. They have more than the nisab value. Uh, is it fine to pay their zakah from their money, or do we as parents have to pay it on their behalf? You can pay it on their behalf. If you do pay it on their behalf, you can just sort of inform them and it will become permissible. But uh, you can, you can, you can give them because they are balanced. You, you, you can give it from their wealth. So, so they can use their wealth as well, or the parents can pay it on their behalf. Yes. Gee. Yeah. And then, um, Ma, there was one that, that came through here. Yeah, it says, um, it's on that particular hmm. thing that, according to Anifa Ramatulali, the cut is not compulsory upon minors. So before they reach the age of buluk, uh, the cut is not compulsory upon them, but the cut is compulsory in the Shafi school of thought. Mm. Uh, this one say, Ma, that my husband owes me 10,000 rand. Uh, mm -hmm. Do I have to add this 
to my zakah calculations before giving my zakah. And then they say, I don't think my husband will give me the money in the next six months. Well, it, it, it is your money. Mm. So, yes, you have to count it. Unless you have to, be, to make him mouth. <laughs> yeah, then they wouldn't be. Now, uh, any money that is owing to you. Now, right. there are two ways of dealing with it. One is that you do count it. Of course, you have to count it because it is money that is due to you. Just as you subtract money that you are owing others. So, for example, you draw up your list of assets. So all your assets come up to, say, 100,000 rand. And you are owing people money. So you're owing 50,000. So you, your net worth or your net amount of zakat that you're going to be giving is 50,000. The way you subtract money that you are going to owe to other people, money that is due to you, it's yours. So you have to count it. Now, there are two ways with regard to doing it. One is you count it. Uh, and you give the cut on it, or for example, you're not sure when he's going to give it to you, then you you don't give it, right? But the day he gives it to you, then you have to give the cut of all the years that it was with him. So if he gives you after five years, when it was yours all along, so if he gives you after five years that amount of wealth that he didn't give and he gave you after five years, you have to give it, you have to give it for five years. So these are the two ways. It is always better that you. Uh, give it beforehand. Unless, of course, it is such a loan that you're not going to get it at all, then, uh, then of course, you can, you, can, you can forego it. And, of course, even in accounting terms, you know, you, you have a situation you call, you know, you just wipe away something because uh, it is not, you know, you're not going to get it. Mm. And then, while there was a question also that came through uh, asking that if, if you pay someone's loan, on their behalf so you know somebody's owing another person money uh, and you want to pay it on their behalf and because of that loan uh, the person who's uh, owing the money is accountable to does the money have to go to them or can you pay it uh, directly to the person they Even are if you, money directly, you have to take the person's permission right. now one of the things that is it, it's always a very very uh, you know we, we always have to see our intention now, are you paying that man, you're paying zakat properly, or you're helping the person, or you're just paying it on his behalf because he's owing you money? Is that what I would get? He's going to, you're paying it on his behalf alone, but you're also getting, I didn't understand that question. Maybe just repeat it again, I didn't. Okay, so basically what it says, if they give an example here with, with people's names as well. Uh, if a person is accountable, let's say, like a person by the name of Muhammad, and he has to pay a loan to uh, to Ahmed. Uh, now, there's another person, a third person, who wants to give zakat to Muhammad because he's in yeah, debt. So he pays off his loan. Yeah. To the, to, to, he to, 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 so he knows that the man is, is heavily in debt, and he's paying his loan on his behalf. But uh, you should just tell him that, listen, I'm, 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 giving you, I'm giving this loan. One important consideration, many times people feel, you, 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 as long as you know a person is accountable, you don't have to tell him that I'm giving you the cut. As long as you know and you're confident that he is accountable, you can give him without him knowing. So you can tell him I'm paying your loan, and you can make the intention that it is cut because you know that he is liabilities far exceed his assets. Mm. enough for that. Uh, one final one here that has come through. It just says that, uh, that on a house, they had just bought a house, uh, but uh, um, is there any zakat that is payable on that? No, there's no, there's no zakat on, on, on uh, the house. Uh, your zakat, uh, your, your house, your car, etc., that you are using, there's no zakat on that. So zakat is basically upon gold and silver. Gold and silver 
uh, automatically uh, accrues zakat and zakat becomes compulsory upon it upon all your um, uh, cash money that you have, uh, cash assets that you have, and also uh, merchandise. So if a businessman has stock, he has to give money on his stock. So whatever stock he's got, he's got to give money upon that. So basically, these are the type of things that are there. Right. Uh, Ma, one final one. Uh, in, early on in the program, Ma mentioned that uh, paying zakat in advance, this is uh, permissible and a person can do this. They want to know that then when they calculate their zakat at the end of the year, do you have to add that amount that you've already paid? Yes, uh, zakat? yes that, that, that's, that's how, it, how it's done. So just say, I, I gave the example that uh, if, for example, you're giving from now till next Ramzan, next Ramzan you're counting it. During the course of the year, you give 30,000. And uh, when you count your zakat in the first of Ramadan, and it happens that you have to give 50,000, then you say, all right, Alhamdulillah, I give 30,000. But it must be specifically with the intention that I'm giving before. Mm. Okay, Jazakallah khairan for that, Ma. Uh, we are discussing uh, the importance of uh, zakah and uh, the salient aspects of uh, zakah. You can continue to send through your interactions on that WhatsApp uh, number. Um, we will continue with this uh, discussion, inshallah. Uh, Ma, before the break, we spoke about you know the, the importance of it, the meaning of it, the benefits of uh, zakah, and of course, uh, zakah on uh, on jewelry as well. Yes, Moana, well, the, the, that we spoke about. The other thing, Moana, which I think is very important, is that, you see, zakat is the lowest form. Now, we'd never ever go in the lowest form in anything else. When when a person wears his, buys clothes, he don't say, listen, I only need three or four. Why must I have 10 or 20 to suffer? So my, my suggestion is um, that... Um, you have to go beyond zakat. In the filmali, in the in the filmali, in the filmali, hatam siwa zakat. There are other considerations upon your wealth other than zakat. You can't only just remain content as I'm giving zakat. Sometimes I can't understand this. Just consider this, Mahana. A person gives hundred thousand rand zakat, and he comes and he gives uh, an organization. Now that organization, like for example, many, not all, and maybe it's nice to know from with zakat how much do they use. Zakat for administration. There are organizations that use Zakat for administration. It's a contentious issue. I'm not going to go into it. I'm giving an example of the Jamiat. Jamiat uh, doesn't use everything for the sake of the poor, right? But it, it needs resources. It needs personnel. It needs people to investigate the cases. It needs uh, different types of resources to give Zakat. Now, people give Zakat and say, I give you 100,000 in Zakat. But they don't give anything more over and above. That means that your zakat is being utilized and given and distributed by public money. That means the, the organization that you give it has to uh, acquire and it got an office, it got personnel that go and investigate it. Now, how do you only give zakat and you don't give anything? No, you don't give villa or something. So how, how does your zakat get distributed by that organization? So, you know, people must have a situation that there is other considerations upon your wealth other than zakat. And that is why there is so many uh, emphasis upon being generous, giving people. I mean, more, I, I just was, you know, while, while I was stopping uh, for the break, uh, I remember reading on Zakat very, very um, um, you know, long time ago in Fazal Sarakat. And um, those who think, uh, you know, Hazrat Sheikh Mutrali has given three or four. Uh, reasons why you must give zakat is on page 304 of Fazal al But 
he writes here, and I'll just look at this. Uh, according to Fick, the sounder's opinion is when a person is driven to a stage that if his need is not fulfilled immediately, he may suffer death, it becomes a collective obligation of the whole community to supply his need. It's a, it's a compulsory, it's further kifaya for the ummah. Listeners, people of Gaza are dying of starvation. It's, the, it's every ummah's responsibility to come to the aid. But where, where is the ummah? Allah. I mean, you start, you start thinking, right? It's further kifaya if someone is starving that you must, you must fulfill and, and come to their needs to stop their starvation. It's further kifaya. It's further. And if a person dies of starvation of this ummah, every wealthy person is held responsible. That, that is what Hazrat Shaykh Ali has written. Now, where are we in this particular regard? So, you know, and in the Filmali Haqqan, I mean, we, Islam encourages uh, attitude of becoming generous and giving. You will not acquire closeness to Allah until you give of what you love. Al-Iman bila infaq nifaq. Iman without giving out in the path of Allah is a form of hypocrisy. If you love your deen, then you must spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, every day two angels come down. And they make two du'as. One angel makes the du'a, Allahumma aati munfikan khalafa. Oh Allah, the one who gives, give him more. Allahumma aati mumsikan talafa. The other one makes du'a, oh Allah, the one who withholds, doesn't give a charity. He Allah destroy his wealth. You know, I remember once someone gave the example of a tip. You see the tip, the moment the water goes and the water gets used, the more the water gets used, the more the water there will be, especially from the bowl. If you don't use your bowl for so long, afterward the, the water also becomes dry. If you're wealthy, you don't give charity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroys it. Yamhakullahu riba wa yurbi sadaqat. Allah ta'ala says, I destroy interest and I increase charity. Now... This is also amazing. When you're giving charity, it seems that your wealth is becoming less, it's being decreased. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I'm increasing it. How does it get increased? It doesn't get increased by the quantity, it gets get increased by the blessedness. Give so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can bless you. The more you give, Allah ta'ala gives you more. So this is something that we, we, we need to really think very carefully. Therefore, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa has to encourage an aspect of giving. Uh, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, Save yourself from the fire of Jannah even if you have to give one kajur. What does it tell you? That it tells you that even if you have to take one kajur and give it, go and give it, even if you have less. But give one kajur. Why must you give one kajur? Because through the means of that one kajur, uh, at least you are in the in the habit of giving. So a poor person might not be able to give much, but they can, they can take one kajur. And one hadith, Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, you know, it is compulsory upon you to give uh, charity on every joint of your body. So Abba said, Ya Rasulullah, we don't have enough wealth to give sadaqah for every joint of your body. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, no, all right, there are various ways of giving sadaqah for the joints of your body. Go and help a person go in this and that and then various ways Nabi Karim Sallallahu said helping a person across the road uh, you know and then Nabi Karim Sallallahu you can't do anything smile at the next person you know what an I, re- I heard, read one ulama's uh, this stuff you know statement on this is that 
Allah Taala wanted to, you know, get the the ummah and the community involved of being good to one another. So either give charity. If you can't give charity, you know, you can't give charity. At least smile. Smile is free. That also people can't give also. Huh? So that nice. that is a reality, Mawlana. Allah Taala wants us to become uh, generous. Mawlana, mm. there's a message here that has come through from the listeners. Just sharing uh, you know, the, the experience or um, the, the action of a family person. They say that I found out after a family person, after they had passed away, that whatever amount they used to give in zakah, used to match and give the same amount in lillah. Subhanallah. That is such an important, really it's something that we have to keep in mind because, and then, you know, one we, we always, I always say there's a few things that you must make mention of. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll get another opportunity next week, I'm supposed to travel. But so, let me just make mention of what we first have to give. One of the things that we have to give in Lilla, we have to give for the sake of our deen. I mean, there are dealing causes. Our masajid, our madaris, our Islamic organizations, uh, putting up uh, wells, putting up things. These are type of things we have to give. Someone came to give Mu'ayyasabrahmatulali one day money because whatever money Mu'ayyasabrahmatulali used to get, whatever he used to get, he used to put it out in the in the sake of deen. He used to spend it out giving the jamaats, right? And he used to spend it out in deen. So someone came and gave him money silently and said, Mu'ayyasabrahmatulali, I want to give you this money, but don't use it. For you know what you normally take, you take all money, you give it for for dinner activities. Use it for your needs and your family's needs. Because Mona Elias Abrahamtulali didn't have great amount of wealth. There was poverty in his house. So Mona started crying. So he said that you know the man told me I must use it for my need, for my needs. So he said is deen not mines. He said use it for your personal need. He said is deen not mines. So he, he was trying to say that you told me that I was only using it for my need. Is, is deen not my need? <laughs> Subhanallah. So give in this stuff. I, I always tell the people, the masjid you are going to, the masjid you are going to. I mean, every person is using the water, the lights of that particular masjid, the carpets of that masjid. I mean, it's, it's a moral obligation for you to give. Otherwise, you're using... If you are wealthy and you are going to a masjid and you're utilizing the facilities of that masjid, that means you are using as a wealthy person uh, the facilities of the masjid which is sponsored by public money. Do you have any khairat? Do you have any shame that listen, I'm using this, this masjid, it's got expenses, you know? It's not as if, um, you know, that lights uh, is going to come from Jannat, you know, that uh, because it's a masjid, you don't have to pay ASCOM for it, you have to pay. So. The masjid you are going to at least pay for the upkeep of that masjid, you know. So these are type of things that, you know, we have to keep. Give give poor people in your family first. Nabi Karim said, start upon giving charity upon the people who are dependent upon you. You know, uh, it's no use giving zakat and charity to great amount of other people when there are family members of yours who are dying or who are greatly in need. Start off by, Nabi Karim said that to give a charity to others is one reward, to give charity to people who are in your family is double reward. Now obviously there is, has to be a perspective with regard to it. One is, for example, giving to other people who are completely needy, and one is to give, for example, to, to your family who, who are well off, but maybe need something at the time of a wedding because they want to put up a great big, big function. Now, that is not the responsibility of the wealthy people to do that in the family. If they give it, it is alhamdulillah. But at least the needs of a family or a, 
a family that are needy, at least fulfill their basic needs if there is a need with regard to it. I always like to make mention with regard to this, that gifts, you know, we like to give today much in, in, in bricks and mortar, Marana. We so we give in masjids, and I'm not saying mothers give to masjids. But at the end of the day, what about human beings, man? I mean, at the end of the day, we have to give to human beings, man. Uplift right. human beings also, man. I mean, I mean, we're spending 50, 60 million on masjid. Alhamdulillah, we need whatever it is. But what about uplifting human beings? I always tell, you know, wealthy people, whenever I get the opportunity, find a poor family. You know the family is poor. Right? You know the family is poor. And take that family under your wings. There's no one. Let's say, for example, there's a family in your extended family, in your community. You know that this particular family lost his breadwinner. Right? Then you go to the family and say, listen, I'll look after you. All your children going to university, all the education, I'll take care of them daughter becoming married, I'll take care of it. I mean, according to something that is average and something that is not extravagant, you look after. So the Sheikh Mutulali in Fazal al-Sadaqat, really I recommend people to read Fazal al-Sadaqat. It's such an amazing thing. The Sheikh Mutulali says, Imam Sufiyari was a very, very great scholar. So Yahya Barmaki was a wealthy person. He used to look after Sufyan Thawri's needs. Right? I don't know how many times I heard him reading, you know, mentioning this bayan, and mentioning this incident. So, Imam Sufyan used to make dua. Oh Allah, the way Yahya looks after my worldly needs, Ya Allah, you look after Yahya's needs in the year after. The way he has taken care of my worldly needs, you take care of him in the year after. Well, so can you imagine you look after a poor family and they give you such a dua? So after Yahya, who was a wealthy person, died, someone saw him in a dream. Yahya, what did Allah Ta'ala do? He said, Allah Ta'ala, because, because of Imam Sufyan Tawri's dua, the Allah is looking after my worldly needs, you look after his needs in the year after. Allah Ta'ala forgave me. Look out for such people. Look after the, the poor who don't go out begging. But look out for them because of their dignity. They don't go and ask. Go and search for such poor people and go and help them. You see how much barakat Allah gives you. For the lovely program, I'm sure there's so much more that Ma would like to speak about and mention. But uh, fortunately, we've come to the end of uh, the program. But uh, is there anything else, Ma? I don't know. There's a few minutes. No, I think this is basically. I think we. It's important for us that uh, we 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 really consider this today. I mean, it's something I I you know I'm not Allah Taala give barakah to everyone, right? And but today we will spend sometimes half a million, a million then on, on a wedding, or a million then on a holiday. And to give someone 5,000 then will find it so difficult. I mean, that is not the, 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 the attitude of a believer. Now, I'm not even saying that there's anything wrong in you going for a holiday, or going for Umrah, or having a wear. At the end of the day, Allah Ta'ala has given you, Allah Ta'ala, ni'mal, Nabiya Karim Sallallahu Allah loves to see when a person Allah Ta'ala gives him, Allah loves to see the manifestation of that in him. You know, Nabiya Karim Sallallahu one day saw a person who was in torn and tattered clothes, and Nabi Sallallahu wanted to give him charity, and say, Rasulullah, I'm wealthy, I don't need charity. 
So Nabi Shawzam said, look at how you look. You know, Inna Allah yuhibwa yura asra. Allah Ta'ala loves to see the, the manifestation of that wealth upon you. There's nothing wrong in that. Right? But at the end of the day, let, let us have some perspective. We can spend millions there and here we can't even spend 1,000 or 2,000 or 10,000. We find it difficult. And I've always seen, and really, people who are, uh, who are generous, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them, you can't believe it. You know, Allah ta'ala opens up their doors with regard to uh, barakah and blessings. Jazakallah khair ma'am for the lovely program that brings us to the end of this week's uh, program, the social program, and ma'am spoke about zakah and so on, and the podcast will be available. Inshallah ma'am, we'll speak to you in the, in the coming weeks. Inshallah. alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That's uh, the social program with Malana Ibrahim Bam. We've got an ad break uh, that will take us into the 10 a.m. news bulletin. On uh, the other side of that, you'll be in the company of Appa Mara and Appa Zakia. I'll be back with you after 11 a.m., inshallah. Until then, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.